0: Hi, and welcome back to the
1: Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff podcast. Let's go ahead and take our golden pause. Wherever you are, just tune into your breath. If you can, close your eyes. Sit comfortably with your hands unfolded on your lap. Your head upright in an alert position cross your legs so that your
0: legs are just comfortably seated, or cross your legs if you're sitting Indian
1: style on the floor. Lean back and just feel supported as you breathe, tuning into your breath.
0: As you breathe in, allow your chest and your belly to
1: expand. Breathing in pure sunlight. As you exhale, Exhale any tension that you
0: feel in your body, beginning with your neck, your shoulders, your arms, and your
1: hands, and just let go. As you tune into your breath, notice that your alignment is within your body. Notice your breath. Breathe in love. Let go of fear. Breathe in sunlight, every cell of your being. Let go of tension. And this time, just place your hand on your heart, activating and opening your heart that you can be the most present listener. Spend a moment in gratitude, thinking of a person, a place, a thing, any moment that you feel incredibly grateful and or inspired by. And with that, go ahead and open your eyes. So today's podcast is going to be about Don't Sweat
0: the Small Stuff in Love. And I thought I would share with you what it was like for Richard and I to write that book together because it was really quite a journey. It was our first, um, you know, time where we really published something with both of our names on it. I had been very actively involved in um, Richard's work in the sense that we would have our coffee together every morning, and we would literally like think of chapter titles and strategize about our own lives, and and we would often talk about ideas about how people. Lose perspective, you know, how people lose perspective, how we have thought attacks. Um, we would often strategize about parenting, <laughs> just about anything. And this is where the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff wisdom in books really came out of the chapters of our lives, out of our observations of our lives and others and on um, in life situations that were going on around us all the time. So it was quite an amazing, phenomenal and fun experience to write Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love Together. And I used to joke with Richard, I was like, oh my God, every couple should do this. Every couple should sit down and write a book about what makes um a great relationship. We had a really amazing connection and a great relationship. We had practiced things through our youth and our entire adult lives that really created this great relationship. In fact, a lot of times. We would laugh because we had a lot of issues in life, but we didn't have a lot of issues with each other. We were very lucky that way. And we would laugh about how everybody says, relationship is a lot of work. And, and we would laugh because we didn't feel like our relationship was a lot of work. We felt like it was very mutually nourishing and supportive. And, and I believe that we were very blessed with a true partnership. We were super blessed. And Richard would say that. He would say, well, Chris you know that what we have is very rare. And a lot of people would come into his office and they would be in discord and about ready to get divorced. And ultimately, what Richard's training was, was to really get each person, each individual, to take personal responsibility for their own happiness. That To realize that you cannot defer or delegate your happiness to another person it's an impossibility to do that that each person has to claim own and be responsible responsible for themselves and their own happiness so the beauty of this is that as he would teach these five principles about thoughts moods feelings Separate Realities, and Present Moment Living, as he taught this throughout his work, all of these things, when you teach people about their own psychology and how to be happy no matter what, then they start to relate to the world and and relate to their partners and the people in their world quite differently. So when we wrote Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love, the way we did it was we... Would pick our chapters and pick the things that we felt that we could write best on as a woman and a man. And Richard would teach me how to, you know, how to write the Don't Sweat the Small Stuff um, chapters. And we would sit down and we would talk about all of these things. And this is the spirit in which we had hoped that people would use this book, that they would read each chapter together, um, perhaps in bed before going to bed at night. And, um, use it as a tool to communicate um, about the chapter in a generic way. So take the idea of the chapter and talk about it, but not personalize it. <clears throat> so in this way, we felt that <clears throat> excuse me, if people used the chapters in this way, they would be able to um, increase their communication about perhaps some sort of issue they might be having without personalizing it and hopefully end up laughing about it. Because we found in our own marriage that laughter was such a prominent feature of the happiness and the joy of our marriage that we would often laugh at the things that we were annoyed by and um, and we could laugh together and we could laugh at ourselves and I think those are two very important aspects of how to create a great partnership with somebody, a great relationship <clears throat> is really making Laughter, a prominent feature. We identified the very first chapter um, in Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love is mostly the pals. Because when we looked at our relationship and the beauty of it, we thought, you know what we are, is we are friends first. First and foremost, we are amazing friends. And when you're... A best friend to somebody you know you're a, a great listener when you're a best friend to somebody you you treat them with a very high level of respect when you speak to them when you're a best friend with somebody, you honor them and, and you honor their needs and their wants in your relationship too there's such an honor there and What we thought was missing in a lot of marriages after a certain period of time was this sense of independence and this sense of that people would get this sense of ownership and that they would feel like, well, this is my spouse. This is my wife. You often see, you know, men say this is my wife or this is my husband. And there's this sense of ownership. And with that comes a a sort of perhaps a feeling of being able to take that person for granted in that ownership, you know, that, that that is probably one of the leading causes of a lack of connection in people is when you start to feel like your partner is taking you for granted. Right. So one other thing that Richard and I realized in our marriage and, and we wrote about and don't sweat the small stuff in love is that, When you feel something in your marriage relationship or your partnership with somebody or in your strong, reflective relationship with perhaps a best girlfriend or a guy friend, when you feel like something is going on, chances are they are feeling exactly the same way because we are mirrors of one another. We actually mirror back to each other and reflect back to each other what we're putting out into the world. Now, there's all this science about mirror, mirror neurons, right? And, and this is another way that mirror neurons work in our brains is that in our closest relationship, we're actually um, mimicking and, and picking up the vibes of others and we're, and we're putting that out ourselves, right? So if you feel taken for granted in your relationship, chances are your partner feels exactly the same way. Now, this is what Richard and I found when we would sit down and have heart-to-heart communication. And we literally developed a technique early on in our marriage where we held a heart, and it was a a heart stone. And we would take the time to allow each other to speak. This is an incredible technique um, because what it does is, you know, we would once a week get together, and we'd have this, you know, hour, hour hour-and-a-half time where we would literally communicate about The things that were on our mind um, in our marriage, in our professional life, or whatever, but things that we felt were positives and negatives in our um, relationship, and as we learned to do this in a very loving, heartfelt capacity where we would take turns listening, I would hold the heart stone, and I would have my turn, and then Richard would hold the heart stone, and he could respond and then share. Um, from a very warm and loving place. And we had a few rules and guidelines when we did this. They kind of went like, let's not place blame when we do this. Let's not attack. Let's do it lovingly. Let's just state it lovingly. And then let's repeat it back to each other so we know we've been hurt. I highly recommend this as a tool for relationships that are maybe perhaps struggling to communicate what your needs and your wants are or what your concerns are, and about your relationship. So Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love um, was such a journey for us to write, and all of these things, these, you know, 100 chapters really came from our own observations about the things that we loved about our relationship and about the things that we needed to improve on. And that's why I think it's been a bestseller for years and years and years is because it really works. It really, all of the ideas and the chapters in Don't Us, This Most of Love are um, really there to instruct, guide, and help you have the greatest loving connection and the longest term loving connection that you can possibly have. Because let's face it, once that first couple of years, that honeymoon phase of chemical, you know, total chemistry and whoa honeymoon phase wears off, then you have to get into the nuts and bolts of what makes a good relationship great and what can make a great relationship blissful. So I hope this helps you in your relationship. I hope that if you haven't read Don't Sweat the Small Stuff in Love, you pick it up. And if you have it, pick it up again and use it before you go to bed at night to communicate with your partner. And geez, you never know, it could be the best aphrodisiac you ever had in your life. So <laughs> enjoy that. Thanks for listening to Don't Sweat the Small Stuff, Live the Big Stuff with New York Times bestselling author, Christine Carlson. Visit christinecarlson.com to receive 30 days of Don't Sweat Wisdom delivered to your inbox. And remember to subscribe to this podcast now to receive Don't Sweat Wisdom from Chris every week.